Well, it was definitely a better effort tonight. But as the chat is already starting to tell me, the Audi curse continues. It's alive and well. And it's not going anywhere anytime soon, apparently. Welcome to Game Over Calgary. My name is Audie James. Um, we're going to break down whatever the heck we just saw last or tonight, I guess. Um, lots to talk about. It was a game in which um, some good things happened, some bad things happened. It was, it was really uh, the meme of we back, it's so over. We're back, it's so over. Uh, and that was kind of the Calgary Flames uh, night tonight. But my name is Audie James, as I mentioned, joined making his debut uh, for the for this season of Game Over Calgary, was, was a regular guest last year. My pal Shane Stevenson, you know him as Flash, over from Flames Nation. My brother, how are you doing tonight, good sir? I, I'm happy-ish. Yeah? I mean, like, the Flames, well, the Flames keep losing. Uh, well, my, a couple of my bets hit. I said the Stars were going to win and there was going to be less than seven and a half goals. So start right there. That worked out. I smoked. Uh, I smoked my parlay tonight as well too. Um, so, I had. I had stars money line. It was a three leg parlay. Stars money line. Anytime point from Jason Robertson and uh, over one and a half shots from Jamie Ben. So we uh, we we both made a couple bucks. Uh, put some jingle in our jeans tonight, didn't we? You betcha. And we got to watch the uh, as James as. as fellow guest james johnson has stayed uh stated on twitter the best connor in alberta so that's right we are good and the vibes the kids are all right uh the team sucks but the kids are good yeah 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 it's uh it's uh sorry i'm just catching up with some of the chat right now but yeah the vibes the vibes tonight are equal parts good and bad we're gonna break the whole thing down um but before we do just some housekeeping uh, as we get into uh, this stream tonight. Um, save your questions for the end. We will round them all up for the presser. Uh, if you guys have your questions for myself, for Shane, anything about the Flames, anything at all, be sure to save those for the end, and I will give a call out for some questions, and we will uh, we will answer them at the end of the show. In addition to that, like the stream. Help us out. Let's get that YouTube algorithm thing going. Like it. Subscribe to SDPN. Share it with your friends. Share it with your coworkers, your grandmother, your cousin, your neighbor, your dog. I don't care who. Share it, and let's get some more uh, cool people in here tonight. But before, uh, before we get too far ahead of ourselves... Um, I was up in Edmonton for the Heritage Classic. I came back down. I started seeing these signs posted around Calgary. And I actually I actually ended up grabbing one. Um one of these signs. It's weird. It's like a they're all over Calgary in southern Alberta right now. These uh these missing signs. I don't know if you can read that. Um but it looks like some things are missing. For those listening on playback, sorry to hear, but you can you can watch it on YouTube uh, uh, after the fact. But yeah, um, have you seen these around, Flash? I I uh, is that a billion dollar reward? That's a one that, billion dollar reward. Is that one billion dollars that someone can find out of where the hell the <laughs> ten and a half million dollar man went? And that's the, how much the Flames are willing to pay to find this guy. Look at this. Yeah, a billion dollars just to get his game back. And, and you know, I do have a comment on that. I There's this video that's been going around on the internet recently of a video where Huberto had two goals and three assists against the Leafs. Jay Fresh shared it. And I got to say, 
the similarities in that game and and what he's doing is it's not that different. No, it's not. But the problem is is he stopped moving his feet in the neutral zone. He won't skate. He used to get the puck, make a move, get in the middle, and like and that's what I liked about Nazem Kadri tonight. He would enter the zone through the middle of the ice. Now the commenters on the X machine mm-hmm. um, were right. He doesn't shoot the he doesn't pass the puck. He shoots it, goes right to the goalie's chest, and it kills the entire play. So all that good is undone in two seconds. But Huberto, man, that clip, when he had his most success, it's because he was entering the zone through the middle of the ice, not the boards, and making plays. And that's gone. That's nowhere to be found. No. He's playing on just his left side of the ice, and it's miserable to watch. It's <laughs> so, tough, man, because, so- like, we're not we're not too far removed. And, and I feel like every time I talk about Jonathan Huberto, especially, well, I mean, even last year, the, the biggest fall from grace ever. Um, literally the biggest fall from grace in National Hockey League history. But I digress. Um, you know, you don't just lose that. No, you don't. He was a point per game for four straight years. Now, 100, 115, maybe that was definitely his ceiling. There was a few guys that hit their ceiling that year. Mm-hmm. Um, but... No, you don't just go point per game for four years and then lose it, yeah. right? And before that, it was not like he was putting up 50 points. He was putting up 60, 70. Like, he, it, yeah, it just left. It's like it never brought it from Florida. And you got to think. you got an excuse because Uyghurs turned out great. Uyghur had a hell of a game tonight. Has he ever? He He's had, had a great a start a, to the year. He had a hell of a winter heritage classic, I guess I should say. And, you know, yeah. This doesn't quite apply to uh, Mackenzie Uyghur. No, it, it definitely applies to Jordan frickin' Osterley, but I mean, we, we won't. He, he's God, do we ever miss Oliver Shillington to... right now? Yeah. Do we, yeah. the people, ever miss him? And I'm sure the Flames we, miss him. I'll miss him probably as well. Yeah, but um, yeah. Let's uh, let's let's dive into what we saw tonight. Um, very promising start for the Calgary Flames. It was a start of the game that. Um, I, I guess before we, we get too far into it, obviously we touched quickly on Connor Zary making his NHL debut. Dylan Dubé out of the lineup tonight. Zary gets the call up, does the rookie lap. We'll talk about his goal in a little bit here. Um, but he gets he, he slots in. Uh, Anderson returns after his, uh, his serving his suspension, his four games for that hit on line A. Uh, Zadorov out for family reasons. Dubé out for injury. Peltier obviously out. And Ruzichka out. So before the puck even dropped, a bit of a depleted Calgary Flames lineup coming into this one. So, um, yeah, I wasn't sure what to expect. Obviously, Dallas is a good team. Their record indicates it, and and a lot of people, including myself, have them pegged to go pretty far this year. Um, they are my Western Conference champion pick. They this were my year. cup pick last year. They were the I, I I don't hide from them. I'm usually wrong. The last time I got one right was the Blues. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's like the only time I ever got one right. But. They were my pick last year because they have all the pe- they have the top end talent up front. They've got the number one center in Hints. They've got the elite goal scorer in Robertson. They've got the top defenseman in Heiskinen and one of the best six goaltenders in the world, Andrew yeah. Ottinger. So He's they nasty. have all the pieces. They have the experience. They have the youth now with like Wyatt Johnson Johnston coming in and and like they have Sam Steele now who's a good depth guy uh that's young and with speed. Like they're they're dead they're deadly. They're, yeah. they're dangerous. They're yeah. on top of it, and it, it. We saw it tonight in the second period. It took them next to no time to, oop, and we got the lead. You yeah, know, like it, it was. It it was good goals. It's 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 kind of what I wanted to lead with in terms of the first period. 
before I just touched on that pregame stuff. But one of the more unorthodox Flames first periods that we've seen this season in the sense that they controlled the pace, they controlled puck possession, uh, they've been moving their feet, uh, they were moving the puck well, things uh, the, the the dome was actually kind of loud tonight in that first period. We heard some cheering. There was uh, some some fan engagement, which is something that you know guys even like Julian McKenzie, who's tweeting about it earlier in the in the last few games about just how silent it's been in the Saddle Dome. Obviously, you know uh, you you posted that picture of the of the sad dome on Twitter. There, I, I'll never forget that ago. one. It's it's been like that for the last little while, but it was a little bit louder tonight. Flame, or Flames fans had things to get up for tonight, and then we get the Connor Zary goal. And it started early. It did. It started it early. It, and and they and like that's that's I think what okay. So there's two sides of Flames fans right now and what they want to see. There's the we're still hopeful side. Um, we're ten games into the season. We got a pretty good litmus test of what this team is as of right now. Obviously, we're not quite at that American Thanksgiving benchmark yet, but. Um, we're starting to see some improvements. Maybe this is a team that starts to trend upward or you've got the other side of the coin where people want to see what we saw tonight. Some losses, uh, some higher draft picks perhaps. And I know a lot of people are kind of on that train as well. But if you're a fan of the side where you want to see good hockey, you want to see this team compete, this was the first period for you. It was unlike anything we had ever seen this season it was it was a lot of fun to watch would you not agree with some fun hockey i i think the zari goal did the same thing that pelche did last year to the boys it Mm -hmm. charged them up like you could see like the the body language the reaction right after everyone was giving it at extra 20 percent 30 percent in some cases and you know every time zari got over the boards he was just making a difference Mm -hmm. um one line that really struggled all along was Coronado at center with uh, Dewar and uh, AJ Greer. AJ Greer, I mean, yeah. They, they, their ice time diminished as the game went on. So, like, you, you can't really go in ahead and fault them. They coach recognized they weren't working. And every time Connor's already stepped on the ice, he was making a difference. He was he was moving playing north. He was back checking. He was actually back checking hard. Mm-hmm. That's the center in him, though. Like, he was playing on the wing. He's played center pretty much his whole career. He actually has that, oh, I need to get back there. I need to get my ass back and help my defense. That's been missing from a lot of other players in the lineup. And and one of the players that don't, doesn't do that very well is Dubé. And replacing him with the effort and skill that Zari showed tonight was just an instant massive improvement in their top nine. It's funny it you say you, that. Whoa, it allows you to change mm-hmm. on the fly and go into the attacking zone instead of the defensive zone. And for the first 20 minutes, that's what happened. That's right. For the- for the first twenty, that's and and it's funny you mentioned that about Dubé uh, and the injection of Connor Zary. Good message here from Mitch saying, "Funny how no no Dubé made the forward group look so much better." And uh, you know Dylan Dubé obviously struggling uh, this year. Just laughing at another comment says Connor McZary. I love it. Uh, <laughs> that's a good comment there. But uh, yeah, Dylan Dubé obviously having some struggles this season. Uh, maybe bit a little bit by the injury bug, and that's why he sits out. But, you know, I think you tweeted it. I think a lot of people have tweeted it. Doesn't look like Connor Zary is going to be sent down or shouldn't be sent down anytime soon. That was a a damn good debut. That dangle, man. 
That was so Ooh, nice. I, oh I, my god. I, I mentioned so I watch a lot of Leafs hockey. The girlfriend is a massive Leafs fan, and um, so I watch a lot of Leafs. I'm a big Matthews guy myself, and I watched right now. William Nylander's on an absolute tear, mm-hmm. and he has he's one of the best neutral zone puck carriers in the NHL. Period. He transitions the puck at one of the highest levels, and I watched him weave through three guys, get in. He realized his path to that was blocked, but he didn't care. He still pushed the envelope. Now they the gap they actually closed the gap, unlike the Flames in the second period. Mm-hmm. But he still got the shot off, took the hit, and then rebounded. The no one on the Flames is cutting off the board. So when Connor Zari went outside, inside, I don't even know who the defenseman was. I was out of my seat and almost tucked it in the backhand. If not for literally, if it was another goalie in there, not named UC Saros or Igor Shesterkin, that might go. That probably goes in. That's probably a highlight you watch on Sportsnet for the entire year. But no, it is it is one of the best goalies, and it stopped. Mm-hmm. But he actually tried something creative in a cut to the middle of the ice where it's dangerous and you can actually score goals. It was just nice to see that. Like, I think... Manjapani, Backlund, Coleman, they kill it on the boards and down low. They don't do the huge cuts to the middle. Um, Manjapani was with Lindholm and uh, Huberto tonight, and he found himself... He, where did he score his goal from? Directly right, in the yeah, middle. Yeah, right in front field. of the net. Yeah, he was right in the right middle. Right in the slot. Like that, they have hardly any shots from there this season, and so anyone willing to get there, that that's partially where uh, right now Coronado is struggling. He's not making the moves. He, I think he's having a bit of like with the lack of production. There's some confidence issues, and let's be real, they've fucking flip flopped this guy all over the lineup. Mm-hmm. They have they have moved him everywhere. They have. And he needs to, it really needs, like, they need some consistency with the young man if he, if they're going to find some success because he does have the better shot. But it was back to Zari. I'm sorry, I'm on a tangent. That's okay. That move from Zari was something the Flames needed. It's something the fans needed to keep watching, and, and it energized. And, and you're right. He's not going anywhere after a performance like that. He they couldn't get him out fast enough. He was the guy. The coach was like, "I want you on the ice." He was out was first in, in a spot where we would have seen a guy like Milan Lucic or Trevor Lewis last year. <laughs> Nick in Ritchie the dying minutes, Nick Ritchie. Yeah, in the dying minutes of a one-goal game, uh, I think Kelly and, and Rick said it on the broadcast too. What a vote of confidence for the young man. Coach sends him over the boards, and he's out there for the remainder of that game. They yanked the yeah. goalie, six on five. He's still out there. And he uh, was the guy making the plays. Yeah, yeah. He, he. I, like I, I, like we talked about, I don't foresee him after a performance like that getting sent back anytime soon. And I'm glad you brought up where, you know, where he's taking the puck. One of the things I noticed in the first goal is he's kind of the trailer on that play, right? Nobody's mm-hmm. really covering him. And he comes from the top of the hash marks, sees a spot open on the doorstep in front of the net and just kind of like effortlessly gets there, you know, and then, and then, and then it's just an easy little play for him to get it in the, in the back of the net for his first. And the, well, the funniest part about that is his ass isn't standing there. That puck misses the net and goes around the boards and comes out. It it wasn't hitting the net, hit him in the shoulder and then fell in front of him. And he stick on the ice in front of the net like every other Canadian kid was told growing up and boom like quick easy goal boom welcome to the NHL man good things and, happen and you know that's what he does they're they're missing that a lot with Rizichka Rizichka is one of the best on the team at actually getting to the middle of the ice and shooting mm-hmm. and I think they're missing a heck of a lot with Pelche out he's oh, a yeah. very talented player 
showed that last year in spurts, his speed. I think him and Coronado will pair together really well. But like the other thing I think that like they never try is these guys have AHL chemistry. Like mm-hmm. Rizitska, Zari, Pelche, they've all played together. You could make a line out of those three and see if it clicks whenever Pelche gets back. Because he's he's coming back. He's he'll be back January maybe before before then. Mm-hmm. It's not like a crazy long, long injury. It's gonna make him miss most of the year. So he he'll be back and he'll be ready to help and and then and then they you know and it's just more youth it's more speed it's more energy when they score they're hyped they're glad they're there they're they they're not bearing the entire weight of the entire city w- with all the pressure on their shoulders like the guys on your wanted poster like <laughs> like there's less pressure yeah like like those guys like I I will admit Kadri the last three games has picked his game up. But it's still it's still rooted in selfishness. One hundred percent, it is. To take the shot, and his shots are hitting the goalies right in the chest. Like yep. at least Zari, like I think Braden uh, Swab commented on one of my tweets. He was like, "Yeah, no, at least Zari like shot it, and it went like it didn't rim around the boards on the power play. It bounced back out front, like because he, he shot from the middle of the ice. Right, good they're, shot they're too. Finally, they're finally, and these young guys are getting it. These young guys are more creative. They're faster. They're willing to take a hit. And they want it. Like you can see, they want it more. E- on a, even in a regular season game on a Wednesday, they want it. They want the puck. They want to succeed. They want to have fun. One hundred percent. And so. and as much as that, as as much as as much good as we saw in that first period, we have to talk about the elephant in the room, which is letting their foot off the gas in that second period. It was fucking abysmal. A- abysmal. That's on the defense, man. A hundred percent. That's why that's they're on, the on my missing poster because that's that, the the that's, Swiss cheese. Uh, uh, Noah Hannafin looked looked bad. I that, I wasn't overly thoroughly impressed with goalie. Yeah, he, he he he. You know, it's it's a defenseman's nightmare. I did it for twelve years. When you step up and you completely whiff on the puck and you have no momentum to get back and try and help yourself, you're just you're just screwed mm-hmm. like you are and in that situation with 12 seconds left you just have to play it safe you have to back up you have to keep your keep your distant puck between you and the goalie and he didn't do that he tried to make a creative play which sure but it's not like you're, you're not you weren't down that much you were down three two like pick your spots pick your spots yeah and the and the d i had a real rough I, I I had a real bad opinion of Rasmus Anderson. He did not have a good game. That was that I was feel, that was something I, I wanted I, to that lead shorthanded to. goal Jamie Ben scored. He he's tired. He's gassed. He wants off the ice, and then he completely just lackadaisically comes in there. Like he, it, as soon as you realized you needed to go back and get that puck, go, go. I if you're gassed, get off. Because the guy off the the guy had already jumped. If you watch the clip, the guy already jumped off the bench. He was ready to go. And Anderson waves him off. Guy jumps back off, but then he just kind of floats in front of the net. And then he completely commits. And then, and the other bad thing, absolutely nobody there to cover Ben. No. Like, but but Anderson's just. And then afterwards, he's like this, and it's like, what are you doing? That that's your fault, dude. Yeah. You you are the primary. Prime Markstrom was back in his net, which is which is after years of watching Mike Smith, something <laughs> I'm not used to. So Marston was back in his net. He recognized that he wasn't getting that puck, and he got back, and he had no help from anyone, just left to dry. And that's 
That's a killer. It's one. Imagine going into intermission. It's one nothing. The kid has the first goal. Instead, it's one one. You gotta come back and grind. It's just it's the intermission changes the entire vibe. The first intermission they could have been like, let's go, let's keep it up, the energy up. Instead, they're deflated, which like they've been all year. Is this five in a row or six? For losses. Five losses in a this row. is five, I believe. Yeah, this is five. Like, like you know, the veterans in there are just defeated already, and we're ten games into the season. Yeah, they are, they are two, seven, and one. They're already they're already in their own way. Yeah, and, they're already. And the in one their own thing way. they needed this year was a hot start. You mm-hmm. know, their plan was to keep the team together. Like obviously it was, and the one thing that they needed that to succeed, they needed to be in a playoff spot now. They need to be a playoff spot, like not just edging in. They need to be comfortably in a playoff spot by Christmas. And if they're not, you have to sell all your UFAs. A hundred percent, you do. And that's that's where they're at. And they're they're fighting. Good teams don't lose five in a row. No, name the... me a cup champion that's lost five in a row in in their season. Name me the... a, name me a conference finalist that lost five in a row that se- the season. Other than the, I think the Flyers lost ten in a row once and then made it made it deep, but. But like it, it doesn't happen. No. Like you need to look at the team for what they are and not use the coach as an excuse and just look. Like and that's what I'm baffled about the flames. Is is the I think they're starting to make better choices. The the extensions are the extension talk has gone away. It's sorry, panic. Panic no. and misery. It's it's, it's bad. And and but it, it we have every right to be um, a little concerned, especially you look at the standings right now. Like, they've got a lot of ground to make up. They're 10 games in. They're one of three teams in the Pacific that have played 10 games. Uh, they're sitting in second last, only ahead of the Sharks, who are just have a nine goals in nine games. Tire fire. Yeah, nine goals for 35 goals against uh, for the San Jose Sharks. Um, but the uh, Flames, the Flames have allowed more. Later. The Flames have allowed more goals than the Sharks have this year. Obviously, they've scored more, um, but they're still sitting in a sixteen negative sixteen differential. But anyways, uh, the Flames, who are two games, or who uh, the Oilers have two games in hand, have the same amount of points, five points. They get they knock off two wins. All of a sudden, they're yeah, they're, they're it's a four point gap. But like obviously, you know, Vegas has got nineteen points. They haven't lost in regulation yet. They're they're not going to be stopped. Right. Vancouver surprising people. The Kings are good. The Ducks, by some miracle, are sitting. That'll, that'll regress. It, it that's will. Youthful. That's youthful energy. That 100%. Will, Luke, it's it's not sustainable. On, a, on one. Well, actually, you know what? You know, uh, Pavel Mintyakov has been an absolute revelation to the Ducks, if anyone's following. I know Nate Thomas is out there secretly still loving the Ducks. So that's uh, that's he, JJ's guy, too. Yeah, yeah. Mintyakov is... He he made an absolutely special play tonight. Uh, I was watching it at intermission, and and the Flames don't have that. Well, they might, they might. Jeremy Poirier could do stuff like that, but he got a cut on his arm, and he's not going to be back for a while. And oh yeah, he's not on the team. Yeah. So you gotta have gotta have Jordan Osterley. You know, gotta have that veteran presence. The Bradtree Living way still still here, still on the bottom line. Like AJ Greer, he had to come. You know, you had to get the veteran. You couldn't use one of your kids. I don't mind. Look what happens. Look I... what happened tonight. Look what the kid did. I know. Look what the kid. And you the wanna, only you the only Jordan Osterley. You sent Elias Solovyov back down. Like use your freaking head. The only back. gripe I have with AJ Greer, and it has nothing to do with AJ Greer, is the fact yeah. that they brought him over and he's hogging a spot 
from from some somebody else in in well, the yeah, system well, who like, could well, be like there. When, I, when everyone's healthy, like we're down Dubé and who was the other forward route tonight? Uh, Rizicka and Rizicka. When they're back, you're gonna well, Hunt. Hunt is pulled. Yeah, not been doing anything. And then you sit in Greer again. And then at what point? Why did why'd you bring him? Depth. There's other. I guys said that too when they brought him over. Schwint. Schwint was right there. You could have tried him, and now all of a sudden Schwint had a great camp too. And and like they're not. They're just they get in their own way. They think they need these veteran de- defensemen or veteran players. And I'm just like, you guys, try your draft picks. You drafted them for a reason. Give them at least a shot. You don't need to. And this is a youthful league with speed. You don't need. These 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 veteran guys that just do every little thing right. Well, the veteran guys aren't doing every little thing right. No, they're not. You're lo- You've lost five in a row. Try the kids. Play the kids. Would you? Would you? Looking back at last season and the way it went, and and knowing that Sutter's gone now, do you think you'd be like if if you went back to the beginning of the season when Huska comes in and we get a little bit more youth? Would you be like if looking forward now? Would you be like? Uh, what am I trying to say? Like, is it surprising that you're still having to say play the youth right now? Is what I'm trying to get at. Well, they said they're going to make a commitment to it. Okay, mm-hmm. and they did. They did. The big thing is you got to remember Rizichka was also regular scratch, and yeah. he's a tremendous offensive weapon. Huska recognizes that, and that's why he's been getting the opportunities and the shots he has. I think he had four points in four games too. Like something like that. Yeah. Yeah. He he is producing. He he has always been a producer. So them giving him a shot was is one thing. Pelche and Coronado would have played had Pelche not get hurt. Coronado fighting it, but I mean they keep switched. Like I said, they keep moving him around all the time. They need to find consistent top nine line mates for him if they want him to succeed. Not centering Dewar and Greer. No, that's not going to work. Sharon Govich works there. I know you trick. I know he was your big return for Toffoli, but he's working there right now. Put him back. Right. Put him back. That was fine. Um, I do like uh, Lindholm, Huberto, Mangipani. That does work. The problem was Kadri wasn't going. Yeah, he, Zari, he was. Kadri he was the worked. anchor on that line. Zari Kadri worked tonight. Mm-hmm. So now you can you can go. You should go Backland, Backland, Coleman, and Coronado. That's where that's where you, you'll you'll find some space. Coronado, yeah, Coronado needs some, a Backland. Some games. You could go Zari Kadri, uh, Dubé. Because mm-hmm. you're gonna put him back in, and you're gonna, or but it should be Rizicka, should be should be Zari Rizicka Kadri, um, and then Dubé should be on the fourth line. Yeah, Dubé should be. He he hasn't contributed. And so what have you done for Everyone, me now? I wonder when's this big offensive output coming? Oh, maybe next year. Oh, maybe next year. When's the twenty five goals coming? They're not. They're not. They're not coming. So why are you no. force feeding this guy that affects? It's the Sam Bennett effect. Everyone said. Oh, Sam, and that that's who he's getting really compared to, right? Well, you didn't give him a shot. You know, he didn't produce. It's like, no, 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 no. Whenever Sam Bennett did produce, he gave up as much in his own end as he did to try and get goals. Mm-hmm. Dubé does the same thing. Yeah, Dubé it's... gets two expected goals. He gave up two and a half. And he's sitting there at 45% expected goals. And everyone goes, oh, whoa, whoa, why? And his metrics are just tanked. And it doesn't matter who he plays with. He gives up too much. Mm-hmm. And... I, yeah, he's fast and he's got good hands and he can score. Like, do you remember that goal he scored in the bubble playoffs where he came off the boards and just charged the net, and talked it in? Was that in the? Uh, was that the? I think he's against the Jets. This Selly. 
Maybe. No, no, that was the Blasty game. Or whatever. Oh, okay. Blast, that yeah, was the, the Blasty the, game. Whatever he was doing. He, he came off the boards and he charged the net and he looked like he was a power. Like, he just looked like an absolute top six forward. And I, I've been waiting for that. I haven't seen that come back. Mm-hmm. So, and and that's that's where, you know, get your lines consistent. Yep. You have that top one works. Backlund Coleman work. Put the kid with them. Put Sharon Govich back where they belong. Now that Kadri's actually cooking on the basics and 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 shooting the puck better, and you found Zari works with him right now after one game. I mean, it could absolutely could blow change, but later. And you get the hands and the size of Rizichka, go for it, go for it. But you need they need to recognize that Dubé needs removed from the top nine. He is yeah. not helping you. He is not. He is a hindrance. He's he is a he is on. he is a absolute hindrance and. You know, I, I I like the player. I like the I like the guy uh, more than I like the player. I think I, 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 I want. I, against him, he's better than ninety nine point nine percent of people that will ever put skates on. Right. Like, like I'm not saying he's uh, not an NHL player. He's he's not a top six guy. If if he was a top six guy, he would have started to show and produce like he was going to be a top six guy at this point. Can't force feed it and force feed it and force feed it, and then starve to death. Like mm-hmm. like like. It, it doesn't make sense. No. And, and one of they, it's and like, th- this is one of the youth and he's, he's not youth anymore. He's 25, no, 26. Like he's, has he earned his $2.5 million qualifying offer or something? It's around that. Not right no. now. No. He hasn't. No. His career highs with last year, he had what? 39 points, 38 points. Something along those that's, lines. I don't yeah, know. If funny. That was head, Sam but... Bennett's career high in Calgary too. Like that's... it's just, there's so many similarities and, and they've tried him at center, and they've tried him at left and right, and it just doesn't work. And and tonight we saw that the injection of those youth and those younger kids um, over these pre-established guys because they're getting paid more, it, it works. And so, I mean, if they keep losing, they're going to have to sell. And, they're, and to be honest, you shouldn't just sell the UFAs. You should look at some of the RFAs that have been there a while or some of the other defensemen that have been there a while and, you got to pick your core, your veteran core of two or three, and that's it, two or three guys, and then fill them with top-end draft picks that have top-end talent. And yeah. they need to draft better talent and not just pick for size. Now, Honsak was a great pick. Moran was a great pick. Um, Suniev was a great pick. But at the bottom of that draft, it's just, you, know, you went you went big. And and you would Calgary, you can always pick a big guy up off waivers or for a late draft pick after they've developed for six years. Like Riley Tuft is a decent fourth line left winger that's six foot six. It's a free agent, I'm pretty sure right now. Mm-hmm. So like, like stuff like that. It's you can find these guys for cheap and give them the runway, and they'll do what you want them to do. Draft for skill, please. Draft draft high end talented players. Draft TJ Ginla. That's what we want. Oh my God, please. Another Aginla in the ranks in Calgary. I think everybody would be clamoring for that. Okay, um, for the people watching, please like, share. We're going to wrap things up here. Put a bow on it pretty soon, as uh, as I stole from Peter Klein. But, um, yeah, as, we, as we're about to wrap up, get your press conference questions in, too. We're going to do the Game Over Presser, Game Over Calgary edition. So get your questions in for either myself or Shane. If you got any uh, good flames questions any good it was halloween yesterday i know game over toronto did their uh mount rushmore of halloween candies uh and chocolate bars and all that stuff if you got any fun questions like that we'll we we won't skip over any of the fun stuff either because hey 
the Flames are losing. It's not great over here in Flames land in Calgary, and we need something to brighten our days so that I don't have to make missing posters and, during the intermissions and, of and, hockey games. And, and it was all nice because the Oilers fans were quiet, and then Sunday happened, and now they're in our ears again. So, like, please, someone do something to save us. Yes, yes. Something. Because the meat and potatoes of tonight's game is the Flames look good for 40. They let their foot off the gas, let the Stars get back into it, and that was inevitably the nail in the coffin. They shot themselves in the foot in the second period. Third mm-hmm. period, they were the more dominant team again. Uh, I thought for sure that they were going to – they got goalied, I think, in the third period, you could say. Jake Ottinger was standing on his head. There was a lot of really good chances for the Flames. Um, but the meat and potatoes of tonight's game against the Dallas Stars, which uh, need I remind you, if, if you live under a rock and are tuning in, it's uh, it was a loss against the the Stars tonight. Another one, 2-7-1. Um, but yeah, get your press conference questions in, uh, and we will, uh, we will do our best to get through some of them. Some of our, uh, not a question, but a statement from Mitch saying Shane is the best guest. Oh, Good guy, Mitch. Um, okay. Here, here's a few questions. We'll start, uh, um, let's see here. Uh, where did it go? Oh, did trading for Toffoli screw the offense? From E. Alexander. No, no, I don't think it. I don't. If I, I'll go first here, I don't think it screwed the offense. Um, just because Toffoli was the only real, I'm going to put in air quotes, producer last year. Like he was really the only one who offense seemingly went through. Um, I don't think just because you eliminate him, it screws with the offense. I just think that nobody else was, nobody else is scoring. The offense was already screwed to begin with. Don't be fooled by the Jack Hughes effect. Jack Hughes. Yeah, that too. Is amazing. He's playing with elite talent. He is literally in New Jersey. You know that top end talented player that the Flames fans constantly want. Yeah, that's Jack Hughes. That's he's he's up there. He's not just like he's not Stamkos Tavares level. He's above that. He's mm-hmm. above that right now. He is. He is he is he Crosby McDavid? No. Is he just below that? Yeah. Yeah. He's right there. He's he's top and top ten in the league. Could say top five here come the middle of the season if this continues. Uh, in terms of play driving and offense, like he is absolutely it. So Toffoli producing at the rate he is. Take look at the isolated situations. Yeah. Don't if just, he was don't just jump, don't just look at the box score. That's why we go beyond. That's don't why we go the beyond the box score. And uh that's why fooled. you call it that. Yes. Because because <laughs> there's other things that matter. And uh, you know, Coronado didn't get off to the same start. Sharon Sharon Govich, I did a breakdown of him when they got him. It was a 20 goal, 35, 40 point guy that could play in your second, third line. Wasn't a top line. Mm-hmm top producing guy they didn't get that back he he never has been that nor should he be that now the flames sold it obviously they spun it in the positive way because what else are they going to do um everyone wanted more for him but let's be real no one wants to pay no one wants to trade for a guy that wants top dollar with his foot speed at his age mm-hmm. is he producing yeah and the devils are going for it he very well could be a rental for them but yeah, no, they didn't screw themselves with the offense. They, they screw, their offense is screwed right now because the guy getting paid the most money isn't producing. Toffoli's got to be pumped, though, eh? Contract oh, year. He's got to be absolutely he's, 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 to go he's setting to an himself. absolute contender. They've got Dougie Hamilton. Well, and Luke not Hamilton only that, but, like, 
this is going to be his last deal he signs probably after the season or pretty close to his last deal. Well, I, I, unless he starts, unless he ages like Joe Pavelski, which like nobody does. No, yeah. no, that yeah. guy's just defying father time, but he's going to, he's going to cash in uh, in his last deal more and than like, likely. He's, not honestly, like, it's not like his, exponential his numbers, his but he's going to. number gonna... in Calgary was a lot higher, but like, look at what Clojure got. He'd mm-hmm. get less. You're yeah. not a center. You're not a center and your, your age and your prediction, like five maybe three by five that's like, still that's, not bad that's kind of what i would deal. as a gm i'd be like look that's a lot of money for a guy your age it's like pretty you're, damn good you're money. literally projected to just get worse every year <laughs> by every statistical measure and you're not the fastest so like he's, he better cash in with goals and, and try to get it because yeah this next contract might be bought out yeah no doubt okay let's keep going with the questions here uh jimmy stew jimmy stew i see you bro i see you uh, shout out to my boy Jimmy Stu. I will see you uh, another time. Um, I know exactly who you are now. I've 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 cracked the Da Vinci code and I figured out who Jimmy Stu is. Um, but on the topic of Jimmy Stu, a question coming in. Uh, where the heck did it go now? Ba 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 ba. I'm losing it. Where? Oh, it's from Mitch. Thoughts on the Ottawa punishment? Harsh as fuck. And been- poor Michael Andelauer. I've been vocal about this all day. That's all fucking day, from harsh, From the minute bro. it dropped. How the hell can you punish the Senators? And and this is what it said in the conference. It said, embarrass the league. Someone came out and said they embarrassed the league. So embarrassing the league is more punishable to the NHL than hiding actual sexual assault. Mm-hmm. That's fucked. That's, that's horseshit. That's fucked That's up. That's absolute horseshit. Yeah. Is what that is. There's no. They're, you. They're just gonna spin it and ignore. You know. They're. They're the master of the six-hour news cycle, which is what we're in. Yeah. You know, if you just wait long enough, some other big story is gonna come out. Uh, wh- whether eventually the Hockey Canada scandal comes out, you're gonna forget about all this. Yeah. Like whenever if that drops, you're gonna forget about all this. If something happens somewhere else, it's a six-hour news cycle. Every six hours, since everyone in the world is so glued to their phones. The topic changes. So, yeah, we're all mad about this now. Are we going to be talking about this in two weeks? Doubtful. And that's the problem. And the NHL knows that. They have smart people that have studied media and stuff like that. And and so, yeah, they'll just ignore it until it moves on. And that's that's the problem. That's a real problem. Because, 100%. Because the Blackhawks, yeah, those guys lost their jobs, but they, they're functioning. Their franchise was allowed to function. They, they literally sold out a human soul to try and win a cup and then didn't even put that guy's name on the fucking cup yeah sorry i i but like no you're not you're you you, the the best part about what you just said is that you're absolutely right in every single regard i i just i don't see like you know sure the senators fucked up pierre dorian fucked up um but like is it is it really first of all the fuck is vegas doing like really you're really gonna like you just want a cup um are you really that upset about it or are you just trying to stir the pot like fuck right off who cares well, i didn't like the part about hit and lauer not being told these were that too fun. that's bush league that, from that the league as well i would have lowered the price a hundred percent it would have the, the the deal with the ryan reynolds and group was close to being done maybe they told them that and they backed out or wanted to pay less and that's why ann lauer was allowed to come in we don't know I doubt we'll ever know. No, probably not. But, but still, I also think though, some it, whatever they, whatever Ottawa, whatever Pierre Dorian did, 
had to be worse than we know because the first round pick is a very heavy price and he immediately lost his job too, like resigned. But I mean, like, Got me. like it was, what it was a do? last minute. Did you intentionally minute. not tell Vegas about this? Just so the deal would go through. Did you like, see something? Like, there's uh, speculation galore. Yeah. Did you see something about he was the only one on the call from Ottawa? Like I know I I, I I thought honestly, I saw something I, about that. But but like it had to be something bigger than that. It, it's nuts. It has there has to you don't just lose your job because you forgot about a no movement clause. You no. intentionally did something or something happened. And this is why when you don't release NHL when you don't release all your shit, we speculate. Yeah, We're and they never do. Well. They're the they're the kings and queens of of not exactly. releasing six, everything. Six hour news cycle, baby. We're all gonna all. forget about it in a week. Hopefully it's in six hours, it's week. hopefully in six hours, it's not more sends news because I know my boy Jimmy Stu and and the rest <laughs> your of bro- your brother, my brother too. Right yeah, <laughs> yeah, my brother is a big sends fan, and Shout him out and my, him, uh, my him, I'm glad I'm glad that. I'm glad Jeez, that my brother has Jimmy Stu to rough. vent to at work. The only other Sens fan that we know in Alberta. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's that's basically the meat and potatoes of how we feel about that. We'll wrap it up with one last question. Thank you guys for uh, giving us all your two cents. There's a lot of a uh, lot of good ones here, but we're gonna put a bow on today's episode, uh, and it's gonna be a. Uh, this is from Paul Singh. Um, and first of all, he says, bring Shane on for more shows. So that's... I just I just, I just, just answered him in the chat there. That's a vote of confidence once again. But his question is, what are your realistic Flames expectations for the rest of the season? And I'm going to give you... Sum it up as fast as possible to make it hard. Realistic expectations? I mean, they're a playoff team, but they're already so far out of it. They'd be lucky to crawl back to about ninth in the conference, which is where they usually finish. They need middle to, of the pack, baby. They need to recognize what they are, uh, truly make a plan, and then execute it. That's Period. right. Hey, that's, that's realistic, and that's that's realistic. Probably not gonna happen. That's that's probably where I am. Uh, realistic expectation is where you're at. My actual expectation is that they're sellers, and hopefully, they eventually come around to the idea of selling pending UFAs and, like if you they- mentioned, RFAs. If Cash they bring in. up their kids, they won't bottom out. I mean, that's a, that's what you got to remember. Yeah, if they do bring up they they these kids are talented. Like Zari, uh, Pelche, when they get back and they get going, they're talented. They won't bottom out. They won't be thirty second, thirty first, thirtieth. They'll finish twenty to twenty four, and they'll get a top ten pick and hopefully maybe jump on that six percent lottery chance. But that's that's about all you're gonna get. Yeah. No, I they're agree. Not, they need to go on a massive seven, eight game win streak if they want to make the playoffs. They have to, and they they have to do it before they run out of time. Yeah, it's it's it's. We can only say ten games out of your sixty game runway. You're fucked, all but fucked, and that's yeah. uh, that's that's a good way to leave it because this game tonight was fucked um the flames should have won that one i would have loved to see the deserve a win a meter i'm gonna look at that after but uh either way it's been a blast it's flash everybody loves him uh you guys know where to find him but i'm gonna give him the floor here to plug what he works on and all the good things he's doing over with our friends at flames nation or some Uh, friends right now uh beyond the box score every day 8 a.m is kind of the time frame uh I, we drop my analytical based review i uh i look at stuff that's more than just the goals and assists uh, i dive into uh high danger chances expected goals i 
provide charts, uh, shot pressure charts, game flow charts, all everything. I'm willing to add and expand with comments and 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 pressures. But yeah, right now I'm just writing at Flames Nation. I've started to do weekly and monthly reviews as well, and uh, just really try to sum up uh, and 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 understand what the heck goes on with the Calgary Flames. Um, Don't we and all? And try to explain the stupid, complicated numbers in an English manner. So Joe Blow and my even my dad could understand. And my dad worked in the oil patch for 35 years. He, t- he originally told That's me that's a blue collar Albert. So <laughs> so if if I can explain it in a way or, or try to help you learn, that's what I want to do. I just want to expand the knowledge and and personally just learn more about the game. So, and the content uh, that you're putting out is incredible. Just so thank everybody's you, sir. aware. Thank you, sir. Um, and they can find I, you I, on. I friggin' this is why we watch Game Over, baby. Oh, curse doesn't matter. No curse, no problem. Too like you guys are kicking it. So, so it's right a lot back of fun. It's a lot of fun. Thank you. Uh, you can find them on Twitter or X or whatever you call it at Flash underscore thirty three. Um, and uh, Instagram's new BTB underscore Flash. Give me a hey. follow. I might start doing some IG lives whenever I'm really upset. Hey, so so all the time. That that would be <laughs> yeah. when I would do them. Um. As always, thank you. This has been great. Flames fans, thank you for tuning in. Everybody who was here, the chat was bumping tonight. Uh, Let's keep this going. Hopefully the Flames give us a little bit better things to talk about. And then if they do, I'm going to tear this up on a live stream. Until then, I'm keeping it. I might even throw it in the background. You should add it to the wall. Put I'm it going over to the Blue Jays thing. They didn't win anything this year. It's uh, they can't see the Blue Jays thing on the stream. But My coworker can... is a Rangers fan, so I'm excited for him tomorrow. So he's shout out, shout out, Marcus Semyon. Um, our next game over call is going to be when the Flames play next, which is Saturday against the Seattle Kraken. I will be hosting that one. Joining me is my good pal, Julian McKenzie from The Athletic, SDPN, uh, The CJ Show, all that fun stuff. Uh, Julian and I are going to chop it up. It's been a minute since uh, him and I have been on the same show together. Thank you guys for watching. It's been a blast. Hit the like button on your way out. Subscribe to SDPN if you haven't done so already. If you're listening on playback, uh, give us a rate on your preferred podcatcher. Uh, like it, whatever you got to do on your podcast to make us uh, make us feel special. Comment, all that good stuff. Appreciate you guys. I'll talk to you on Saturday. Stay safe until then, and we will see you on Saturday. This has been Game Over Calgary, following the Calgary Flames' loss to the Dallas Stars tonight. See ya, friends.